Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. So today, we're going to take a look at some news coming out of the football program. Uh, two bits of news, neither good. Uh, but that's that's future Andrew and Casey's problem. That's that's the second half of the podcast. We don't have to talk about that right now. So, Casey, I've got a question for you, not Purdue-related. Oh, snappy snap. So I know today you went to see uh, Doctor Strange 2, correct? That's what we're calling it? Well, I mean, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Thank you. How about that? Yeah, let's put some respect on the multiverse. Yes. Uh, so I saw it last week. Oh, uh, we're, we're not going to give you any spoilers about the movie or anything like that, but it made me want to ask you a question because uh, I know you've seen every of every movie in the MCU, correct? Correct. What I just you... finished the Turtles last oh, night. Well, yeah. Uh, so which which MCU movie is your favorite and your least favorite? Oh, the list. The list. Um, Lists are just good content. That's fair. Um, I think my favorite has to be. I think it has to be Endgame, just for everything it landed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it nailed the land. Nailed the land after so much buildup. It's the only movie I've seen three times in one week, and every like every emotional spot hit every time. I had tears in my eyes the first time I saw it. I had tears in my eyes the second time I saw it. I had tears in my eyes the third time I saw it. Ridiculous 30-year-old man crying at superheroes. <laughs> hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. So I, I think that's one, just for everything else. Um, My least favorite. I, hmm, hmm, that's, I know you can do it. I know. It's hard, though. You look at, there's a lot of bangers in here. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'll I'll let you think of that and I'll and I, tell you my favorite. Yes. And I've so, just rewatched all of them. Okay. So So they're all at least sort of fresh in your mind. Correct. So I, I think my favorite is Captain America Winter Soldier. That's, that I mean, that is a solid choice. Movie wise, like Yeah, I mean that does like it's great. Even if I feel like I feel like if you even don't like the MCU or don't like comic book movies, you can watch that movie because it's more of like a spy thriller mm-hmm. type movie. And plus it's got uh some great actors in it. Um, why am I missing the name of the guy who plays the head of the security agency? Security agency? Yeah. For what side? In hold on, just you're fine. Just keep keep talking about whatever movie you hate. I gotta get the. I don't know how I, I've lost his name. Am I allowed to say Eternals? Because I think that's the movie. I'll... Robert Redford. Jeez. Oh, you're calling that security? Wasn't he? Well, wasn't he, he was... Secretary of the State. No, 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 no. He was head of the group who, like, is behind S.H.I.E.L.D. So he wasn't in S.H.I.E.L.D., but, he, like, the World Security Agency, I think they called him. Oh, I was picturing uh, the guy who made Red Hulk. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Gotcha. Um, am I allowed to say Eternals for least favorite? You're allowed to say whatever movie you want because it's your opinion. I know, but are we counting that as part of the MCU? Yeah. Even though it happened after the, the four. Yeah, it's probably. It's very slow. Yeah. 
And like, I appreciate it for what it is, but I, it's, I don't, there's not a single part that I'm like, oh, I need to see that again. Well, and for my, for my thing, you know, I do read a lot of comics and I've never once read an Eternals comic and been like, <laughs> yes, Uh-oh. I absolutely need to read more of, of these Ooh. characters. So, uh, the Eternals, not great comics. What was your answer for, uh, least favorite? Um, least favorite, I think I would go maybe the second Thor, Thor, the dark world. It's just like, it's it, still pretty funny. I don't know, man. It just like, it plods along and they had a really good villain. Like if you know anything about his comic Malachi, book character, Malachi crazy, Malachith, or, Malachi. but they, yes, to the uh, but, but they just didn't do anything with him. And the ether was just so weird. Like as a entity, like a big MacGuffin you know at the what? end. I don't think it's much worse than the first Thor. No, I like the first Thor. I, they look I'm, so I, weird. I hate how they look. He's like Barbie dolled up. Yeah, he like does in the, the weird eyebrows. Yeah, I don't. It's very distracting. I don't yeah. think there's a substantial difference between the two. I mean, I disagree, but you you can certainly you are entitled to be wrong. I like Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Tony Stark too much to put Iron Man two up there. Even though it's clearly up there is the worst. Yeah. I'll tell you, Iron Man 3, I didn't care for that one either. Um, You're a hater. No. And I don't be- know why you don't like character pieces. No, here's the thing. I'll, wa- I'll re-watch any movie in the MCU. Like, if it's on TV and I'm just sitting around, I'll just leave it on there. It- it's not a big deal. I don't think there's any truly, like, bad movies in the MCU. I'll watch any of them. But that fight they scene, did- the end is real long and real boring. And the end Iron of, Man like, too. every Iron Man movie's bad. I thought the end of the first one was good. The But, like, mm. the end... The, you are right. The end fight in Iron Man 2 is just, like, a slog of nothing. And in Iron Man 3... Not any better. Not any better. It's a really long fight scene with just a bunch of empty shells being destroyed. Um, <laughs> and But, the, like, the twist in Iron Man 3 was so dumb. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at her abs. Ooh, look at her. And, like... They like coals. And I didn't need I didn't need the little kid following him around the, for like the whole movie. Yeah, I, just, I had a lot of a lot of problems with that movie, and the fact that like at the end of Iron Man three, he's like, "I'm never gonna be Iron Man again," and he like takes the arc reactor off his chest, and then the next movie is like Age of I think it's maybe Age of Ultron, and then he's suddenly just immediately back being Iron Man, and no one comments on it until Pepper at the uh, beginning of Infinity War, and it's like, "You don't even need this. I, what are you doing?" Yeah, it's um, Tony Stark. <laughs> I know it's all supposed to be about like PTSD and how hard it would be after he, you know, went through the the hole with the nuke in the Avengers movie. But like, okay, that's fine. I but, find him the most compelling character in the entire series. So yeah, I mean, that's, I was fine with the whole movie. I loved all of it. I thought it was necessary. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy one doesn't stand up as much. Oh no, I disagree with you Sometimes, there. Sometimes. Mm. I think the second one's better. That's a bold take. I don't know that I agree, but I think I the didn't. second one is very good. I didn't feel that way until I rewatched him. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I'm starting to like. I think the funnier ones are always the more rewatchable ones at this point. Yeah, I could see that. So overall, what did you think of the the newest Doctor Strange? Uh, four and a half out of five. Oh, that's. I mean, that's just, pretty good. Just because it doesn't feel like any of the other ones, and at this point, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror it movie. It's like a really good it's horror movie. It's absolutely a horror movie, yeah. So that kind of threw me off, and I was I was happy to be in that place. I it's not a four and a half. It's like a four. Yeah, I had, 
I had some issues as well, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to go through these and not have a, and not have a few issues. But again, I'm a I'm a comic book nerd. Um, I read a lot of them, so when I see the like the little Easter eggs in the background or see a line that's kind of like a throwaway to most people, but I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I, like that guy in the theater. Yeah, we're, it's just I don't know why Doctor Strange was a lot of positioning female characters around him in ways to highlight his growth. Yeah, they were really trying to show you that really he's like a hard. different guy. Yeah. They're like, really no, no, hard. remember how he was a jerk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's trying to be better. Yeah. So uh there we go. Everybody go out and see a Marvel movie. Um we are not sponsored by Disney or Marvel, uh, but if they would like they can slide into our DMs and, and we'd be glad to to throw a little ad for them. Now even I'm, though they just got fifteen minutes for free. I'm much more excited about Thor and Black Panther hitting back to back. Yeah, although we've not seen anything about the Black Panther movie yet. I so. haven't seen anything about the Thor movie either. Oh, well, yeah, you don't watch movie trailers. You're but, right. Um, here, <laughs> so you, you brought oh, – God, i got to get a drink here. Hold on. <laughs> so you brought up Black Panther. Here's my here's my question for you about Black Panther. Should they recast T'Challa? Yes. Thank you. I agree. Um, He's too important of a character to just be like – to like, what are they going to do? Put like up a title card? T'Challa died on the way back to Wakanda. Yeah. Like you can't. He's he's a hugely important character, and I think it's. I know they're trying to say it's like a it's a fitting end for Chadwick Boseman, but like I don't. Has know it been he, released? Did they talk to Boseman and see what he wanted? That's yeah. See, you would think if he knew he was sick and going through this, he would have maybe mentioned it to somebody, but. I can't imagine he would want the character to die because the character clearly meant so much to him and just getting that role seemed so huge for him. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I understand it in one sense, but the character is so important that it would be great to see it continue. But I guess in they're not theory, gonna anyone that. that drinks the thing becomes the Black Panther, though, right? Yes. Yes. So the Black Panther will continue, but T'Challa will not. So right. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. But. There we go. There's your MCU uh, brief. We're going to take a break and talk about some Purdue football news. And we are back. So as promised, we're going to look at some Purdue football news that's come out um, over the last about two weeks. Pretty bad news, actually, for Purdue football. Um, the dogs are angry. They hate it. Yeah. the You know when you upset the dogs, it's gone pretty bad. So the first bit of news, Purdue safety Marvin Grant uh, entered his name into the transfer portal prior to the deadline. Uh, he was originally a four-star recruit. He's appeared in 19 games for Purdue, uh, was projected to be a starter coming into this season. Projected at the to be our best posi- defensive back. <laughs> yeah, at the safety position, and uh, now will be playing elsewhere. So I, I don't love that. Um, that's a that's a pretty big blow for a defense that really improved last year. Yeah, it's strange, right? <laughs> You think of, like, offensive players and transferring, and you're like, oh, you want to see him in a system. Defensively, I'm not smart enough, so I'm just like, why would you – you just go tackle people either way. Would it, why Why would you want to switch schools? But, yeah, I don't I don't know if, if there was some sort of conflict with the coaching staff, conflict with his role, or else he was just, you know, thinking he could shine somewhere else. But, I mean, he was going to be given every opportunity this coming season – at Purdue to be a star, be kind of a, a focal point of the defense. You know, somebody like George Karloftis is gone, um, so more pressure is going to be put on the defensive backfield. And I think he would have been given every opportunity to be kind of a, a big name for that squad. So it, it's a bit uh, it's a bit perplexing to me. Yeah, um, it's concerning because our defense was really good last year. I don't think we felt great about our pass coverage ever. Um, we relied a lot 
you know, the one thing we talked about all season. Dang, it's nice that we play all these quarterbacks that can't complete a pass. <laughs> right, yeah. Because yeah. there are a lot of open streaking receivers downfield. And like you said, we're losing Karloftis. That is really, really going to affect the amount of times quarterbacks have to throw the ball. Which if you have that half second longer, all of a sudden you're not rushing that pass downfield. All of a sudden you can let routes develop a little more. Next thing you know, coverage becomes even more important. So to lose the guy that was going to anchor our defense at safety and safeties become more important than ever. Someone who is big and strong enough to play in the box and against the run and in the past. Yeah, I'm worried. It's not great. Don't love it. So, I mean, for those that don't remember, in 2021, um, uh, he played mostly along with Cam Allen. He was second on the team with tackles, uh, 76, had two and a half for loss, uh, three deflections, and a forced fumble. So it's not as if he was just kind of a nameless, faceless guy in the backfield there. He was somebody who really made a difference, and it's going to be – Interesting to see what Purdue does to replace him. I know we've got some people back there. Um, our our man who writes about football, Kyle, uh, did not seem <laughs> overly what concerned. A, what a strange introduction. Well, you know, he didn't seem overly concerned. Um, obviously, it's not an ideal situation, but um, he, he seemed to believe that there are enough folks back in that backfield that can pick up the slack. It's also finals week, and Kyle's a teacher, so he's definitely checked out. So. <laughs> Hey, he's ready for the summer, so um, that that should give him some more brain space to actually talk about football. Hopefully we can, again, find a time to get him on here. Um, but the the news that came out, I think it was yes, yesterday as we were recording this, um, is that Purdue wide receiver Milton Wright, um, who was, if you'll remember, ineligible uh, for the Purdue Bowl game due to academics, has failed to meet whatever requirements he needed to meet is not academically eligible and will not be with the team this coming season. And that is a huge hit to the team because he was going to be the number one wide receiver for Purdue. And uh, you, you never love love to see your number one weapon uh, be taken off the board. So that is very bad news for Purdue. What do you mean, Ledman? Are you acting like we lost a lot of receiving talent in the last couple of years? No, I can't. I can't think of a single player. Because I let's see, ninety-three receptions, twelve hundred eighty-six yards. Okay, fifty-seven receptions, seven hundred thirty-two yards. Those were Milton Wright's numbers, by the way. Yeah, pretty good number two. Yeah, seven receiving TDs. Jackson Anthrop, fifty-three receptions, five hundred seventy yards. Yeah, and... we're losing. We're losing a lot of yards from last year. Brock Thompson, no confirmation whether he has knees left or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, is TJ Sheffield with the team still? Couldn't tell you. So yeah, there are questions. Um, I'm told we have a lot of talent coming in at receiver. I think we've seen under Brom, um, going all the way back to the transfer from France. Forget his name, who had the big bowl game. Ah, yes. I cannot remember his name at this exact moment either. Um, we've seen that his offense works without high-end talent. Anthony Mahungo. Yes. Mahungu. Mahungu. Big time game. Um, Brom has brought in a ton of four-star receiving talent every year. I think we joked last year, like, oh, great, the ninth four-star receiver. Well, if this is going to keep happening, if you're going to lose players to the NFL draft and transfer, it's good to have backups and good to have athletic talent. And we know what Brom's offense can be. Aiden O'Connell comes back. I think you were right in the group chat. The fact AOC comes back makes me a lot less nervous about this than I would be if we were trying to start over with a new quarterback. Unless it was Plummer. (laughs) <laughs> who was the answer all along? Who was the answer all along? If he would have just 
you know, started from day one and, and been able to keep the reins, Purdue would have been 12 and 0 as we've, as we've always said on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't, I liked Milton Wright. I liked how big and physical and fast he was. That is a great combination for any athlete. And, but at times, I mean, he struggled last year to start the season and then really came on. So, um, I'm not, I'm more worried about Marvin Grant leaving because I'm less confident of the talent around and it's a little harder to scheme on defense when you don't have the athletes on offense. I feel like we, we have plenty of guys who probably didn't get as much of a look as they would have normally if we didn't have back-to-back All-American receivers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, I looked up uh, the current Purdue roster on PurdueSports.com, which does say it's current as of the 2022 season. I don't um, believe them. Well, I, I can only go by what's listed. Uh, TJ Sheffield's still listed um, on the team. So he, the Purdue roster is loaded with, with wide receivers who I trust – or who I believe have the talent to step in. Um, so that is the less scary loss for the team, but it's never good when your number one wide receiver just kind of poof vanishes because he he couldn't keep it together academically. And while not comparable 100%, I mean, it does remind me of when Kyle Ingram was ruled ineligible um, during my time at Purdue. Um, and you just – you wonder what these guys are doing to become academically ineligible as a college athlete who that's has. Kind of the, yeah, that's the story, right? Yeah, I mean, who, who they have tutors, they have study tables they have to go to, they have times that they get set aside to, you know, actually work with advisors, work with tutors, work with everybody under the sun to make sure that they get their their work done. And somehow they slip through the cracks, don't do their stuff, and just you know walk out of the door with with no degree. And, you know, I mean, I, I suppose he could go somewhere else, could land somewhere else. But, I mean, if he doesn't take care of his academics, there's going to be no point because he'll, he'll be gone once again. And, you know, it's just it's it's unfortunate uh, for him. But, I mean, in some sense, I guess good for Purdue for holding him accountable. Um, you know, we're not pulling a North Carolina and giving him some empty classes for him to take. So in one sense, that's good. But, man, you hate to see it for the football program. Yeah, it's. It's definitely concerning for the player as a person because being a college athlete is hard. Oh, yeah. Being a college student, it's not the most difficult thing. I mean, it's it's a transition for a lot of people. That's and the it can thing. Be, yeah, and more... the work can be hard, but it's it's not as if he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he was a senior. Um, so he was used to what he needed to do. He should have had no excuse for like, oh, man, I just – I thought I could get away without going to class. No, man, you're. This is your fourth or fifth year. I think just fourth year with the program. You should know what you're doing at this point. Yeah, and it just speaks. Well, it hints at a bigger life problem, which is always the number one concern here. Generally, um, when you're that talented at football and all the things that college offers you, if you are unable to take advantage of it, there's probably something going on, and hopefully, whatever that is gets righted. Um, maybe we'll see him back next year. It wouldn't be yeah, I, unheard I don't, of. <laughs> I don't expect that. Um, I know that's happened a couple times, but it's definitely the exception rather than the rule. So it looks like Purdue will have to do without Milton Wright next year. Uh, but, I mean, they did that in the bowl game, and the receiving core looked great. Of course, like you said at the beginning, Brock on Thompson, the, on Brock the Thompson field. played out of his mind, um, mm-hmm. and we just, we just hope he's all healed up and can come in. I mean, That's your favorite with, player. 
Yeah, I mean, he was my favorite player beginning of last year when he had like one catch because he was out there busting his ass and getting blocks. So that's the kind of attitude I want out of my wide receivers, you know, not afraid to do the dirty work. And, you know, the big block may not uh, do anything for your stats, but it could help out your teammate, could spring him for a touchdown. And ultimately, that's why you're there. And your teammates remember that, you know. And if you keep making the small plays, eventually you're going to get the ball thrown to you more. And I think that's what we saw with Brock Thompson. He earned the trust of his team and his quarterback. And when his number got called in the bowl game, he took advantage of every single opportunity. And, uh, I mean, you know, what what a game he had in that bowl game. So hopefully he can come in. He may be our number one receiver now. Yeah, I'm going to. He definitely showed out in the Tennessee game. But overall, like, on the field, what is your concern one to ten now because of this news? One to ten, like overall, or just with a specific position? With this specific, with Milton Wright leaving, it, like how much does that alter your opinion on the team next year? I, I mean, maybe like two, I, I, as my amount of worry for these two changes, I would say maybe a two. Um, wide receiver, I, I do think we have a talented group, and someone can come in and step in. Um, safety, I am worried about, but. Hopefully we can just kind of plug some folks in back there and maybe scheme around having a, a less um, less experienced guy back there at safety. But, you know, it's never good when you lose two guys who are expected to be starters, one on each side of the ball. It definitely hurts the uh, momentum. Yeah. Program momentum. Kind of not there anymore. Not, transfer market, not good for Purdue. Any sports. That's that's what we've learned today. Yeah, I mean – it's it's again it's going to be quite a transition for every program as they kind of figure out what they need to do to keep players what kind of flexibility they have to bring in new guys it's it's kind of be the wild wild west for a little while and it's going to be interesting to see did you read the stuff on brahm and louisville yeah i did good because i didn't should we be Uh, worried no i don't think so or is he just looking at his ex-girlfriend's ass (laughs) basically that i mean (laughs) he he loves he loves Louisville. You know, he's a big part of the community there. His family has been part of the community forever. And, I mean, it's his prerogative if he does eventually want to leave and go there. Um, we, we, you know, we talked about it with Eric Hunter Jr. in our last episode. When you're at a place for a little while, you know, um, you look around and say maybe there's something different for me. And, you know, if Brom can put the program on a solid footing for a few years here, I'm sure Louisville will come calling again. And he'd be a fool to rule it out completely because it's a great bargaining chip for him just from a business perspective. Um, you know, to say maybe I'll come back here one day, I don't think that's out of line for him at all. It's his really his first love as a football program, and maybe he will go back eventually. But, I mean, he's committed to Purdue right now, and that's really all you can ask. So I, I don't think we need to look too much into that. Um, things could change down the line, but for now, he, he seems happy at Purdue. Yeah, Spider-Man taught us there's no way home. Exactly. And that wraps it up because that was just perfect. I'm not not going to do anything else. So there we go. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll join you next week. Boy, they're up.